Welcome to the FPA Business Before Technology podcast, where our goal is to provide small business owners and key decision makers with valuable nuggets to help you grow or simply improve how you run your business, ultimately looking to increase your profitability. My name is Craig Pollock. I'm the founder and CEO of FPA Technology Services, and I'm your host for this podcast. Do you ever wonder what other business owners are running up against out there? Are you too busy working in your business to work on your business? Do you ever feel like you're in this thing alone? Are you at a crossroad with your business where some new ideas would help? For nearly 30 years, I've been helping companies grow and improve their businesses by leveraging technology, whether it's software, hardware, on-prem, or in the cloud, and at the same time, building FPA into the premier IT service provider in the greater Los Angeles area. This experience has given me exposure to hundreds of businesses and all sorts of systems, and as a lifelong learner has helped me gather all I could about the ins and outs of running a business. And these are the sorts of things I want to share with you on this podcast. In today's podcast, I sit down with Diana Williams, CEO of the West Valley Warner Center Chamber of Commerce, the largest chamber in the San Fernando Valley with nearly 700 members serving Woodland Hills, Tarzana, Reseda, and the entire Warner Center business community. In her role, Diana built the chamber into one of the strongest and most impactful chambers in the area. Her team and members are passionate about the local business community and helping organizations to become more successful. We're in for a great conversation with Diana to peel back what the chamber does, how they help their members, and what you can expect when you join. So here we go. Here's my conversation with Diana. Hey, Diana, how are you doing this morning? Welcome to the podcast. Looking forward to having a great conversation with you. How are you doing this morning? Craig, I'm doing really great. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah, for sure. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to this. You know, we've, we go back a number of years and, and I, love, I love what you do and I love what the chamber does, but I'm not sure that a decent number of our listeners really have an understanding of, of the chamber and, and what you guys do and what you have to offer for local businesses. So... I thought this would be a really great opportunity to sort of peel that back and, and, you know, both learn about the chamber as well as learn about you and how you came to be running this thing. So if we could start off just a quick little bit about you and your experience, how you got to this point. I think this is a pretty interesting story. And I think that, you know, running something like the West Valley Chamber um, as a woman, I think it's it's an awesome thing. And I think that Hopefully people will see through the, the conversation today, your personality and, and your vibe, which is super positive. And I love talking to you, but let's just start out with the basics and how you got to this place. Thank you, Craig. Thank you for the opportunity. I know growing up, I always thought the Chamber of Commerce was a visitor center. Mm-hmm. So to have this opportunity to let people know how extraordinary Chambers of Commerce are is very important. So thank you so much. I am from a very small town. I'm from Granville, Illinois, which is in Putnam County. We had 700 people there when I was growing up, and I only had 80 people in our graduating class. So I'm a small town girl (laughs) who grew up in an area where it was very important for us to support each other. Everybody went to Valerie to get their hair done. Everybody shopped at the Red Fox. We went to Thompson's Drugstore. Had we not done that, our little town would not have survived, right? Mm -hmm. So it's been ingrained in me since a child, the importance of supporting one another and supporting local businesses. And, uh, you know, 
Granville's about 2,000 people now, so we must have done something right. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are growing like crazy. Growing, growing like, like crazy. Yeah. <laughs> you never know. Those stop signs might be replaced with lights at any moment. We don't Oh, my know. God. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so it has always been very important to me, and I've always had a really great understanding of the importance of small businesses and the community supporting those businesses. Because when you when you really narrow it down, when you take it down to the the root of it, these are families. These are these are you know parents and their children and and their grandchildren. And this this is generations of people who are are making it happen. So anyway, as you can tell, I'm a little bit passionate about small businesses and supporting local. <laughs> yeah. No. Well, that that's. Super interesting. I mean, how how did you get to this place from small town? Was it Illinois or Indiana? Yeah, yeah, Illinois. Illinois. Yes. Small yeah. town. I mean, my God, this you know where where even though this is you know relatively speaking suburbia where we live in terms of Los Angeles, but still, yeah. LA is Angeles. is oh my God, it's it's huge. It's it's hard to describe to other people around the country what you know Los and to me anyway. Los Angeles is like a little bit south of Santa Barbara and a little bit north of San Diego. It's like yeah. it's the giant cement tract, right? It, it is. And Woodland Hills is, is like you said, it's, you know, like a little suburbia, a little outside of Los Angeles, but we are Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. you know? And, and uh, I moved out here straight out of high school because my, my father and his new family were here in California and I was fortunate to be able to visit every single summer. So when I was able to, I headed out to California. And I have been running businesses since I was actually at 17 as a restaurant owner handed me the keys hmm. and trusted me to manage when he was away. So I've been running businesses for a very long time. And although I don't have a degree, I'm very well educated. I was in court reporting school for a number of years. Mm -hmm. And uh, there's there's nothing more educational than, than running businesses and taking care of it on that level. So I'm very fortunate that I have the type of experience that I have. I'm able to advise uh, business owners. I can be an outsider looking in. And it brings me great pleasure to be able to help business owners grow and become the best business that they can be. That's awesome. It, it, too bad people can't see your your huge ear to ear smile. Like <laughs> it, it, I could just I could just tell the the positivity that exudes from you talking about this stuff. So that's awesome. How does that tie into your role as the CEO of of the chamber? Because that's that's got to be an interesting twist. I mean, I I would think from your perspective in terms of giving guidance and helping others, that that's awesome. Mm -hmm. But how does how does your role play in? I mean, what is what is the CEO of of a chamber? What does that look like? It looks like um, you running a business. You know, I don't know if people understand that the Chamber of Commerce is a business, mm -hmm. uh, but with my depth of uh, experience, I was able to step into this position and, you know, without sounding like I'm bragging, I basically saved what was then the Woodland Hills Chamber of Commerce. Mm -hmm. uh, there was an enormous amount of debt 
and uh, there was there there's so many things to fix, and I was so uh, just honored to be able to come in and and get things in order, and you know with with we will talk a little bit more about it later, but it's not just Diana Williams. It is an amazing group of people like you, Craig, and the business community who jumps in and helps and assists and leads and does so much for our community that makes what I do possible. Hmm. It's interesting. Yeah, we'll talk about the team. I I'd, I'd, I'd like to sort of dovetail into, you know, at the simplest level, what 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 are the goals? What is the purpose of the chamber? How does how does that work out? Well, you know, we have a lot of exciting things happening here in the Warner Center. And actually, right where our office is, uh, the Cronky Group just bought 65 acres right here in the Warner Center. And we're all very excited about the investment that that company has made and the growth that we are going to be seeing. There's going to be so many opportunities for all of us. So we're, we're really excited about the future, just to let you know that. But mm -hmm. I wanted to tell you a little bit about the history because we were established in 1930. We were the Woodland Hills wow. Chamber of Commerce. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we, for forever until 2007, we were the Woodland Hills Chamber of Commerce. Now we're the then we became the Woodland Hills Tarzana Chamber of Commerce in 2007. So around 2011, we acquired Reseda, and we thought, you know, we can't be the Woodland Hills Tarzana Reseda Warner Center Chamber of Commerce. So we underwent our name change to the West Valley, which is the West San Fernando Valley, the West Valley Warner Center Chamber of Commerce. And we are so uh, pleased that we made that decision because we are the only Chamber of Commerce serving those areas. When people join this Chamber of Commerce, it we have the largest outreach and we are the largest Chamber of Commerce because we cover so many communities that are neighbors with one another. And it's it's really tremendous that we've come this far and that we have so much to look forward to in the mm -hmm. near future. It's interesting, you know, again, sort of being plopped down in, in quote unquote suburbia, but the West Valley and certainly Warner Center has has become a financial hub, certainly the financial hub of the Valley. And I, I don't know if I'd say it's second to other places in, in Los Angeles, but um, in terms of a business community, but it's certainly within the Valley and the West Valley and other areas around here that it's it's... I'm guessing, but it I would think it's it's the strongest financial, you know, area in in this in the valley per se. Right. It is, and it's just going to get stronger. So so part of what I do as a CEO is I I look for those growth opportunities. I uh we're going to talk a little bit about connections, but I do go to the neighborhood council meetings. I do know about the growth and development that is coming up because that is something that can be shared with our business community. Uh, if Craig at FPA knows about the new businesses that are going in and that might need technology services, then that's gonna be a win for, for Craig, right? So that's part of what I do. I look for opportunities for our business community to grow. So I'm also on advisory councils with our assembly member, our senator, our local council member, Bob Blumenfield and Nithya Raman. So 
So part of what the CEO of a chamber of commerce does, I think number one is to look for growth opportunities for its members. And I do, of course, what every business owner does. You know, I take care of the financials and the scheduling and events and, you know, just, you know, what, what you consider most business owners doing, that's what I'm over here doing at mm -hmm. the Chamber of Commerce. <laughs> nice. So can you tell me a little bit about the team there? Sure. So pre-Safer at Home, we were a staff of five. We are now a staff of two with one part-time person. Mm -hmm. And I mentioned the team earlier today because uh, we have over 20 opportunities a month for our members to get together. So I keep bringing you up, Craig, because I'm looking at looking at you. <laughs> right. Let's just say That's you okay. have one one hour a month that you can get out and meet people. Well, there's a very good chance that with uh, with 20 opportunities that Craig can find one hour to go out and meet some new people. So mm -hmm. that's why we do that. But Diana and Felicia are not running those. Our tremendous leaders within our Chamber of Commerce are leading those. Our board of directors, our ambassadors, our connection circle leaders, and our network leaders. We have a young professionals network. We have a home improvement professionals network. We have a home-based builders ne uh, business network. Uh, we have the Warner Center Property Managers Network. It goes on and on. And trust me, I do not go to all of those meetings. <laughs> yeah, I, I know you're super busy and, and you're always out and about. But yes. yeah, there's there's a lot of stuff going on. I, the I, well, you know, the Wellness Resource Network, the Hospitality Network. I mean, really, we do have so many opportunities. Mm -hmm. And who knows, Craig, after this, we might decide to have a technology network. You never know. You never know. I, I, I know. I, I I know somebody who might be able to help in that area. <laughs> yeah. No. I think I think there's a lot to the chamber that a lot of people don't know and sort of think it's sort of behind the scenes when it, it's really not. There's a lot of activity out there. And I, I belong to another another networking group different than obviously different than chamber but what what they believe in is you know working with people that you know like and trust right and and that's that that's a big part of what you guys do is is more than just hey here's some resources or here's some material it's really about creating a network where everybody can help each other right and exactly. to me I'm just I'm just a big believer, and maybe this sounds corny, but I'm just a big believer in what comes around goes around. If you do the right things for the right reasons, it comes back to you. And, and that's what I think the chamber is all about, which is, you know, make connections. And then there's just going to be good stuff that comes from that. It's it's not it's not anything that's forced. And, and I, I, I really appreciate that. Yeah, I think, you know, uh, relationships, you said no like and trust and we're big on relationships. It's not about handing someone their business card. As a matter of fact, if you come to one of our networking events and you just throw out your business card to people, there's there's a very good chance that somebody's going to school you right on right mm -hmm. there. And um, and it won't be me. It'll be one of our you know wonderful leaders or members that say, you know, let's get to know each other. You know, me having your business card isn't 
doesn't necessarily mean it's going to lead to business. I want to get to know you, like you, and trust you, like you just said. Right. And one of the other things that you said was about uh, the Chamber of Commerce being more than, you know, about it being connections and about it being more than resources and 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 economic development and all the things we do. Because we, without even leaving your office, when you're listed in our Chamber of Commerce directory, that uh, that website gets over 600,000 unique hits a year. And that's visitors. You know, you know, I mentioned earlier, I thought we were a visitor center. Well, we have mm-hmm. a visitor center on our website. So when people come to the West San Fernando Valley, they get on our website to find out about where they should visit, what restaurants they should go to, where the no- nearest shopping is and all of that. So, so being in the directory is huge. And, and, it, it, you're missing that relationship part, you're, but you're also getting a value out of being a part of the chamber without attending. So there, there's that because not only are visitors from out of town or out of state visiting our website, but our chamber of commerce members are going there first because like you said, we want to support each other. We want to help each other grow the businesses. So all of our members go to our smart directory on the on the website and what i mean by that is if you have your phone and i put in craig i actually think there's only two craigs in our entire 700 member chamber if all i remember about you is craig and i type in craig it'll fpa will come up and mmp services or mmp will come up mm-hmm. and i can just click on it i can go to your website or i can call you right from my phone and that's all in the directory that's without leaving your workspace Right. You have that automatically. That that in itself, I think, makes it valuable. But then yeah. on top of that, we go we go through so much to make the relationships happen. Right. 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 I think um, you know tying into that, I was going to bring it up later in the conversation, but now it seems like the appropriate time. But talking about the website, there there are so many. There's a lot of resources there. There's a lot of content there. There's, you know, you even have the um, the portal that, you know, members can log into and you can post. Again, I'm not going to do nearly a good as job as, as you would do talking about <laughs> it, but, you know, posting jobs and posting openings and, you know, posting other availabilities and or needs. Um, it definitely, like you said, um, you know, without having to manually go and meet people or talk to people or have certain events or whatnot. Not that those don't have value in their own, but you know, if, if you're trying to answer a question quickly or need some help, going to your website, I think is huge. And, and I love how, how deep it is and, and how many resources there are. Um, can you speak to that? Like, it, yeah, is I- that, um, is that something that you guys, I would assume you intentionally built out over the last oh, couple of yeah. years, but yeah. I love that because um, I started here in 2007, 2008, 2009. We started finding out that people weren't able to leave their business. They were like either downsizing or didn't have a big staff because they were, you know, mm-hmm. we were all trying to stay afloat, right? That was, right? That, that was some fun times in yeah. 2008, 2009. <laughs> yeah. So, so, uh, I knew immediately that I had to come up with ways for us to be together without being in person. And one of the, those ways is to create a, a website that had an activity feed. So 
every morning if if Craig at FPA wants to say good morning to the Chamber of Commerce community, you can go on there and it's similar to a Twitter feed, but we call it the activity feed and you can go on there and leave a message for fellow Chamber of Commerce members. Every single one of our members, we have over 600 members in our Chamber of Commerce. They all have their very own website profile on our website. And if somebody chooses to be on the front page of our website every single day, they can do that. They can either go on the activity feed or they can log into their profile and make a little change. And then that will pop up their logo on our front page. Hmm. Um, Good to know. Okay. Yeah. Um, events. You can put up your own events. And we encourage that because we really want our community to know what events are going on locally. Uh, you could, like you said, job postings, discounts, all of that can be posted on our website and all of your social media links. People can go to your, your profile on our website and then go visit your other social media sites. Mm -hmm. They can go straight to your YouTube or your Yelp or your uh, Instagram or Facebook right from our website. This was all done in 2009. It's something that we knew needed to happen and we needed it again, didn't we, during the Safer at Home uh, when oh, we yeah. were able to get in together in person. It was another strong way for us to continue to connect during that time. So thank you so much for bringing up the website because uh, we've worked very hard on it. You know, we, we want to make sure it stays popular and we love that people put their events on that because we want, if there's an event going on, we don't want there to be a conflict in people's calendars. So it's really a fantastic resource. And uh, I, I, you know, I'm very proud of that, that resource. And, and I appreciate that you even brought it up today. <laughs> yeah, for sure. As a member, are, are there any other specific benefits that you guys can talk that or that you could talk to for people who, you know, you said you have 700-ish members right now, but I'm sure you're always looking for more members and to grow the, the, the chamber. So are there any other specific benefits that being a member uh, offers? Yes, there are so many. And, and I, I spoke a lot about just, you know, the benefit, even when you can't show up. So showing up, imagine the growth that you can see in your network. Mm -hmm. By showing up to these very popular events, our mixers usually have, you know, 70 to 100. Our breakfasts are about the same size. We have a wonderful food and wine event coming up at the brand new Jaguar Land Rover dealership in Woodland Hills. And we expect probably 500 people, 400 to 500 people at that. Wow. So okay. we have a lot of great events. Um, other reasons that that it's beneficial to join the Chamber of Commerce is because our very unique relationships with our local business elected officials, local elected officials. We have a tremendous relationship with, I said it earlier, our council member, senator, you know, our, our uh, congressman and mm -hmm. our assembly member. And I actually serve on those advisory councils. Um, going to the neighborhood council meetings not only helps me help the members grow their business, but I know other things that are, are coming up and growing, and that helps us grow our membership. Because if somebody's coming new into the community, the first thing they want to do is join the Chamber of Commerce. Mm -hmm. uh, there's no stronger outside sales force than having other members talk about you and refer you. And we have more opportunities to refer each other than we've ever had. 
I mean, when you go on, on any social media, you see that ISO in search of, and it's a perfect opportunity for us to refer members. If somebody needs a dog groomer or they need a car wash or, or whatever it is, we get to um, refer people right then and there. And that extended sales force is tremendous. The other thing that you can benefit from by joining the chamber is we're always looking out for economic development and our business community. So we do things like form coalitions, we write letters, we attend hearings, we are very strong for business advocacy. So, you know, that's just, there's so many reasons why people join. And the main reason people join is to grow their business. But other companies join us so that they can support small businesses. Mm -hmm. Farmers Insurance doesn't need the Chamber of Commerce to help them grow their business. But they know that if they invest in the Chamber of Commerce, then we're going to invest in the business community. And they need that. You know, it's right. further on down the line. But if, mm -hmm. if we're supporting their, their customers, then that's helping them as well. So we were so grateful for people who maybe don't get business from us, but they still um, support the community. Right, right. Well, it goes back to... It goes back to that that concept of what comes around goes around, right? And if you do the right things for the right reasons and looking at things not as as a zero sum game, but looking at things as a win-win, right? And if I can if I can do something positive out there, if I can help somebody, you know, it's it's not indirectly or directly helping you, but again, I just believe that the more the more success that's out there. The, the more that we're, we're all going to benefit from it, right? And and which goes back to what you you started the conversation with, which is how important community is. And and I think when when we're in a place like Los Angeles and the West Valley, and you know that there are just there's so many people, it's it's sometimes difficult to sort of filter that out and and have a community feel. But I do think that the chamber brings that. And I think that that's, that's hugely important. Thank you. And even though we have 600 members, one of our sayings is, you know, we're the largest chamber of commerce in the San Fernando Valley with a small town feel. Mm -hmm. And we yeah. really, we really want that to come across because sometimes having a handful of really strong relationships or being known by this community we talked about it being your extended sales force. Sometimes that's more effective than trying to reach thousands and thousands of people and, you know, kind of getting lost in that, that big city feeling. Sometimes it's better to just focus on a narrower playing field than just to try to reach out to so many because organically your business is going to grow and you will be reaching the entire Los Angeles and beyond at some point. But mm -hmm. I think that when people step into it, wanting to do that right away, something gets lost. So right. I think that the focus on no like, and trust is, it cannot be uh, talked about enough because it's, it's imperative to business growth. Right. Right. Well, it's, I mean, it sounds like something that, with, that we talk about internally at FPA, which is do more for less, do more things for less clients. Right. Yeah. And allow us to have deeper relationships and, and really take care of people as opposed to, you know, feeling like you're spread too thin mm -hmm. and then you, you, you always end up not being able to take care of people, right? Cause 
it's it's hard the 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 wider you you go the harder it is if you don't have the resources right and i i think taking care of people that's everything comes off of that if you can take care of people success will follow and that shows in the testimonials that you get and the the people who talk about fpa they know that they're not just a number they know that you are taking care of them and that it's important to you. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that, you know, that is a great model to have because everybody wants to, to feel like not that they're important, but that they're taking, being taken care of. Yeah. It's hugely important. And, and with something like technology, not to go off on a tangent, but technology is a big black box and, you know, most people don't understand it, don't know it. They just want it to work. And, that's what we want to bring to the table is is relieving people's worry, right? And so it is, it's hugely important and trust is important. And I think that that those are similar characteristics between our organization and yours. And I think that's why we sync up so well, right? I, I think that's hugely important. So I, I want to go off on a slightly different path at this point, because you mentioned you came on board, I think it was around 2007. And so which I think is is a, a great reflection on you to be able to weather the storm of, you know, the the quote unquote the Great Recession of two thousand eight two thousand nine, and even positioning you know the chamber for growth and and all that you've accomplished since then. I, I'm curious to get your thoughts on you know what we've been through over the last couple of years. It's almost, in, in some respects, I, I hate to say it, it's it's almost like a bad dream in that. We want to be past it, but we're still not kind of past it. And, you know, if if going back to 2019, right, before the, the pandemic and everything hit, if, if anybody said, hey, we're going to shut down businesses completely, we're going to shut down the economy, there's, you know, you're not going to be able to go out, everybody would have laughed and said, there's no way that's going to happen. And then it did. And we we dealt with it, you know good or bad, or, or, you know, we could have arguments till the cows come home in terms of how it was all handled, right? Nationally, locally, whatever we want to say. But the reality is, is we, you know, we shut down the economy. We stopped. And I'm curious how, how the chamber weathered that and how the chamber helped businesses weather that. I mean, I know, I know how we dealt with it uh, and we're still dealing with it in that, you know, 90% of what we do is remote. Luckily, our business could do it. At the time, I was saying to a lot of people that in, in a weird way to say something like our civilization, our society, you know, couldn't handle that if the pandemic happened 20 years ago. The fact that we have the internet, the fact that we have smartphones, the fact that we can work from home. I mean, technology got to the point where we, you know... Uh, a big part of our economy could still work. So just curious, you know, what what your experience was and what the chamber's experience was and what your members' experience was during during that transition. Thank you so much for that question because as I mentioned, we had five employees and now we have two and a part-time. Mm-hmm. Uh, what happened immediately was mo- almost everybody went on unemployment, like, you know, right away. Mm-hmm. And getting them back in wasn't really happening. So Felicia and I, we moved our offices to our homes. We worked remotely. I have a very 
wonderful support system and my husband he cares a lot about the community too and you know me just scooting right into our kitchen mm-hmm. <laughs> and setting up office actually worked out for us thank goodness he's such a, an amazing man so um that all worked out really great but uh we mentioned earlier about the the fact that we have this incredible website and that we've always wanted to make sure that we stay connected no matter what, whether we could be in in person or not, it's always been very important to me to create value in our chamber of commerce without being in person, because I understand not being able to leave your office and go network with people. So we had a lot of great tools in place before the safe red home order. And we were able to easily and quickly enhance all of those features. We were already using Zoom and other forms of uh, virtual connections. Mm-hmm. And uh, we have uh, the Valley Biz Buzz podcast. So I was able to immediately start interviewing Council Member Bob Blumenfield. I was able to um, interview some of the local elected officials who were amazing resources for everything that we needed during the Safer at Home order. We, we were able to provide every resource possible for funding. We delivered PPE to businesses. We, um, we, we, we let people know where the food banks were. Believe it or not, people were actually went from being, you know, well-fed and other things that we take for granted to being like, where's my next meal going to come from? Mm-hmm. So we provided resources such as, you know, food banks that they can go to. We even helped with unemployment you know, like connecting people to get their unemployment. Definitely with the um, PPP and other grants and funding that were available, we were direct connectors for that, for resources. And then again, you know, I've been on advisory boards in every possible organization to make sure that we communicated with our members. And the other thing that we did during the Safer at Home was we created our um, Save Our Restaurants program, uh, which... You know, we provided coupons to people to go pick up food. We were more than happy to to recommend resources, uh, technology resources, for example, for people who were actually moving their offices to their home and to create a remote office. Mm -hmm. And as far as cybersecurity, I mean, I know that that is a priority for FPA technology. And during that time, Cybersecurity and security was a, a very concerning issue for the people who were removing their files and, and you know, having a different. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. we were just delighted to have, you know, great resources for them to be able to get in touch with somebody that could help them feel secure and safe with their remote sites and all the things that came with that technological, you know, mm-hmm. uh, thing that people were actually used to dealing with. So there was that. I mean, honestly, uh, I'm very proud of the fact that we have such great relationships with our local elected officials who provided amazing resources for our business community. We have the best local elected officials ever right here in the West San Fernando Valley. That's great. That's awesome. I would I would think, and I, I remember it was just such a weird time, but as as the dust settled, I felt 
so bad for so many different business owners that were so impacted by this. Luckily, we were we were, we were able to you know pivot and we we moved remotely about three days before the order happened because we saw it was going to happen and we knew that we needed to be prepared and literally all of our clients who said there's no way we could work remotely um you know i think we moved uh about 1800 end users to work from home in about four days something like that five days yeah, we were, our team was super, super busy, but um, they knew that it was, I don't want to say it was make or break, but it was, you know, it was the livelihood of our clients. It wasn't just, hey, let's be busy. It was, the, the, you know, there was something real going on and we needed, we were the ones who were able to help in, in that little way. Um, but, and you know, the Chamber of Commerce made sure that the local elected officials and, you know, even Sacramento, and federal offices knew that, you know, we might be back in our offices, but we have a recovery period and we mm -hmm. need, we still need resources. We still need help. And we're not, we haven't let up. We, we know that people are, businesses are recovering and we're, we're continuing our work on our end to make sure that they get the proper support that they need. So, you know, they are still recovering. No, everybody just didn't open up their doors again and then everything right. was back everything's to fine right no there's a definitely a recovery period the chamber of commerce is in it you know we extended and gave grants to businesses because they were unable to renew so we uh you know thanks to the people that did renew we were able to give grants to the businesses that needed us mm -hmm. but were financially unable to continue with us so we extended their 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 memberships for six months or one year or whatever it was that they needed. That's uh, great. And yeah. you know, we're, we used to get 15 to 20 new members a month. We're down to like five or six. So we're in recovery mode as well. So mm -hmm. I'm so glad you had me come here and tell everybody why they should <laughs> join the chamber. <laughs> yeah, definitely. We all need the chamber of commerce. Yeah. You're, you're not only going to help yourself, but you're going to help other people by, you know, by helping other people, it's going to come back to like, uh, Craig always reminds us. Yeah. Well, I think it's, you know, again, going back to the impacts and the businesses, the West Valley has so much restaurant and retail, right? And and I don't, I can't, uh, other than travel, maybe, I can't think of two other industries that were hit harder by this, right? I mean, when when you can't go out, retail suffers. When you can't go out, you know, luckily a lot of the restaurants could pivot a little bit and, and become, you know, takeout and, and they were dealing with all of that, but then you're dealing with, right, a shift in workload. So you're not going to have waiters and waitresses, you're going to have more cooks or prep people and, and, but all of that changes dramatically. And I, I, there were so many local restaurants that we lost because of this and it was so sad to see. And, the the other thing I noticed too is is there there was some segment of people who were going out of their way to deal with this extraordinary time and even just being nicer to each other was nice. And then you had other people who like they couldn't see that we were in different times and and got agitated. It's like it was just, it was, it was a wake up call for me in a lot of different ways, because I could see the impact to people 
that our society, you know, just assumes you know, we we could use the term essential workers or whatever we want to call a lot of these people, but um, our our society operates on on a lot of people's backs, and we we I I came to realize how much that we rely on that, and how much we're not taking care of those people as as well as we should. Um, what, whatever that means on the political spectrum is just trying to figure out how we can make things work better. And, you know, uh, you talked about people either smiling to get through it or, or as some who get aggravated right now, uh, during the recovery period, restaurants and, and, and retail are having a difficult time staffing properly. Mm -hmm. You know, there was a period of time where hiring, believe it or not, was, was difficult for our business community. Right. And I, you know, I think that is a quick reminder, we're really being called to be patient right now. I, I don't want to say that getting poor service is kind of expected right now, but there is a lot of decline in good service <laughs> um, because, you know, these these business owners are having a difficult time knowing how many people are going to come through their door. Uh, you know, just staffing is a really big issue right now. And we're finding many businesses understaffed and, you know, we're going to be called to be patient and, and a little bit understanding during this recovery time, because we can't expect great service right now. And, and we should be a little bit okay with less than, than great service. Yeah. And I think, and that goes back to just sort of just appreciating what we have in the moment as opposed to, you know, just expecting that it, it should be right. They should be able to serve me. It should be faster turn. You know, it, it is, we're, we're in a different place right now and it's, it's hard. And I, I think that again, we want to be so out of it so much that it's almost like we're, we're tricking ourselves into thinking that, Hey, back to normal. <laughs> it's back to normal, but it, it, it's not. And you know, we worked really hard on El Fresco permits for our restaurants. Mm -hmm. And then when um, the Safer at Home order was lifted, they people still wanted to sit outside and they and they also wanted to sit inside. And then the restaurants were they didn't have enough servers to take care of the outside and inside. So that all of a sudden they had all these extra sheets that they seats mm -hmm. that they didn't have prior to the safer at home order and everybody would see the empty tables and and say i there's empty tables why can't right. i be seen you know? right why can't you and, seat me yeah <laughs> and and so the al fresco you know the chamber of commerce our west valley warner center chamber of commerce worked really hard on getting those permits and helping our restaurant industry with that um but then then when we we came back it was kind of an issue on on making sure that they were staffed enough to <laughs> <laughs> to take mm -hmm. care of all that. So there's, I mean, we just have to be very patient right now. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. I agree. And, and I think that the reality is, is most people who are working in these, these jobs are trying, they care and, and they're not like, they're not trying to make us wait extra five minutes or they're not trying to make things difficult. They're actually trying to, to work and, and come through, but they're, they're limited. Like you said, you know, if there aren't enough resources, uh, they got to make do. And so I, I do think that a little bit of patience goes a long way these days. 
So do you see, you know, with, with the talk, that's kind of rear view mirror of the last couple of years, but, um, you know, everybody's concerned with inflation and everybody's talking about a potential recession. Are you hearing anything out there? Do, what, what do the councilmen say or what do the businesses say or, or even just anecdotally, do people, are people feeling anything or starting to feel anything out there with these, you know, uh, economic indicators? You know, they really are. Um, I mean, we're, we can, we're not going to deny that if there's inflation and that these other issues are coming up at this time. Uh, but, you know, we're also finding ways to deal with it. Mm-hmm. You know, there are some good things that came from the safer at home. We're all much better at uh, working remotely. Uh, you know, we don't have as probably as many people going into the office. They don't need to go into the office. I mean, there's ways that we can save on our, our mileage for our cars and how much gas we're using, you know, because now we can work mm-hmm. remote, visit each other virtually. And, you know, so there's there's a lot of things that we can do to get us through this time. Um, but it's definitely being felt. And I'm going to continue. And this our our group, our board of directors and our ambassadors and everybody you, all of this, this Chamber of Commerce community, we are all going to do what we can to, to help us get through this. Again, it's just a period of time, right? Mm-hmm. Always just a period of time. Right. And we just need to help each other get through this. And there is light at the end of the tunnel. Um, I am hearing that from our local elected officials and, and the dignitaries that I speak with and, and different people. So we just need to be there for each other you know, support each other and uh, make this this time as easy as possible as we can for one another and shop and support local. Yeah, it is that's, so that's huge. I know. Yeah. I know it's tempting to shop online and I know about the convenience and all of that, but there is nothing like meeting that that passionate business owner and feeling and touching goods and, you know, making sure that you get what you want support local. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's that's crucial these days per se, right? Quote unquote, these days. <laughs> yeah. uh, but in general, again, it comes back to that concept of what comes around goes around, right? And and if you, and, and I do think that there there's value above and beyond just price. That That's just my, you know, personal belief. Like I, I believe in the value, like I can't tell you how many, and, and, there's a there's a vacuum cleaner store on Ventura, uh, Ventura near. It's in, God, I can't remember the name, and it's, it's going to kill me for this. I know but, it's Joe, and it's Vacuum World. Yeah, there you go, Joe. Uh, <laughs> uh, he loves like if you want to learn anything about vacuums, go there. Like Joe will, and and God honest, he's just such an honest guy, and he explains things like we could all buy, you know. Uh, our vacuums from some big box retailer or from Amazon or wherever, right? And and save a couple bucks here or there. But I think somebody like Joe is the epitome of, um, you know, local retail. And and to me, it's worth it, to, you know, because I'm not paying for the item. I'm not paying more for the item. I'm paying for the value of of what he's providing, the knowledge that 
that I get from buying the right vacuum. And and something as simple as a vacuum, there there really is pros and cons. And and I think that that's that's an example that I use at least in my head of like the value of of a small business owner. And if you know him well enough, he doesn't mind telling he doesn't mind educating on how you on how you're abusing your vacuum cleaner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've, I don't know how many times I've been in there. Not not just over the, you know, I've lived in the West Valley for the last 25 years, right? So I've probably bought, I don't know, three or four vacuums from him. Um, but he's always like, I'll be in there talking to him and somebody will bring like one of the, the big name, big box uh, specials. And he's like, see, that's why they, you can't buy those because they break. They're constantly breaking. Um, it's like self-evident, yeah. but I think that this has been, this has been really, really great. Are there any, you know, I got a couple more questions, but I think we're coming up on our, our time. Was there anything that you wanted to talk about before when, we, uh, when you up? told me 45 minutes, I was like, Oh brother, I'm, it's probably going to be 25 minutes. There's no way I'm going to be able to, you know, have enough information for 45 oh, and minutes. I, I, yeah. I feel but, like we just, but, uh, the tip of the iceberg here. And I hope that the audience is not, not bored at this point, but I did want to, um, just mention a little bit more about community. Chambers of Commerce are extremely involved in community events. One of our goals is for business to business and business to community relationships. Mm -hmm. um, so I mentioned the food and wine event that's on October 19th here in Woodland Hills. You can go to woodlandhillscc.net to find out more. Um, but we also have our, our family fairs. We have a 501c3 charitable foundation. It's our community benefit foundation. And we do so much with education and beautification through that foundation. One of the newest established events that we did, we started last year was the Valley Asian Cultural Festival. We had thousands of people come visit us at Pierce College, and we had a full day of onstage entertainment um, showing the beautiful Asian dance and music. And we also introduced many Asian-owned um, businesses to our community and really celebrated the diverse culture that we have here in the West San Fernando Valley. And we're going to continue to do that in the near future. As far as adult education, we definitely, although we don't endorse uh, any candidates, we absolutely educate our community on uh, the people who are running and what their platforms are. We, we, we create forums and things like that for them to let us know what they're, they're, they're standing for. And then we also have a lot of youth programs like our Get Empowered, Get Employed program, which we go to the high schools and we review their resumes for them. We do mock interviews and we talk about some important issues like social media behavior. Because mm. once it's on social media, <laughs> it's very forever. Right. <laughs> and also personal branding. So some of the decisions that you might make regarding your personal being, um, your branding, it's a personal branding. And we talk to them about the importance of some of those decisions that you might make. So uh, I just wanted to make sure that I talked about our 501c3. Uh, because we're doing a lot of amazing work there, including our community cleanups and our um, education on how to help us make the sidewalks ADA compliant and that we have public health and safety issues taken care of with different issues that are going on in our community. 
And I don't need just to even mention what that particular thing is because we all know what's going on in our community. Mm-hmm. But there are ways to get things cleaned up and make it safe. Wow. Yeah, you guys are, I mean, there are so many different facets to what you bring to the table. And uh, I mean, this ties into, you know, you making the time today to to speak with us. I, I so super appreciate that because, I mean, you can hear all the different things that you're involved in and I can only imagine how busy you are. Um, do you have time to sleep? <laughs> you're, just, you're just touched so many different things. I think that's awesome. Um, so just a couple questions just to wrap things up before we disengage. So tell me something that somebody wouldn't know about you by looking at you. Tell me, you know, is there a little secret about Diana that you'd, you'd want to share that somebody wouldn't know? I'm pretty much an open book, but most people don't know me. So I'm a, an absolute pet lover. I love all pets. Uh, we have, we almost always have at least two dogs in our, our home. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not, my, my husband and I are not parents. So uh, we, we adopt those little furry friends and love them. Oh, and, yeah. uh, you know, I've, I've been in the San Fernando Valleys for 35 years and I, I love it. So. That's awesome. Yeah. I think, do, do you find that there's like a difference between people who are pet owners and people who aren't? Like, I hate to delineate or stereotype, <laughs> but I don't know. I feel like there, no, there kind of is. No, I, I don't, you know, but I, uh, you know, I don't think there's a, a, a difference. Mm-hmm. Uh, unless somebody hates animals, how could you possibly hate animals? And that there's a definite, definite delineation right. there. But right. no, I, I, I don't think so. I mean, you know, if we had children, we might not have as many pets as we've had over the years, but mm. I don't it's know. All. We we yeah. I think we're we're we have we have one dog right now, and it's the first time we've only had one dog. So, uh, yeah. So any any parting advice for business owners out there besides hey join 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 yeah um, join. But yeah, I'm so glad that we had this opportunity. And any of our Chamber of Commerce members who are listening to this, I hope that they are extremely proud of what their involvement helps accomplish in our community and really that's i want everyone who's a member of our chamber of commerce or participates in the community to be extremely proud of the support that we offer one another and what we make possible we this community is terrific at being there for one another and you know i just want to see that continue and and i'm just so grateful that we have so many wonderful people um, that are giving and and caring people right here in our community. So my words of advice are just to to reach out to people that can help you. Reach out to people who can help you and that can make a difference. And you keeping your doors open. You never know what resources are available to you. And I will help you uncover those resources. And And there are so many people in this community who will help you make sure that you you make it. Well, thank you for that. I think that's awesome. And I think I will have to say, and and I know that the, the chamber is bigger than just one person, but I do think, you know, like any other business or any organization, the the, the culture comes from the top down. And thank your you. your attitude, your smiling face, your uh, exuberance over this comes through in everything. And, and I think that that 
that is, you know, that's the chamber and that's you. And I think that those are, those are linked and I love it. I love, I, I love what you guys do and, and I'm a huge proponent of this stuff. So thank you for your time. I really appreciate it. And I know that we will have uh, ways to connect to you in the show notes uh, with your email and some other things. But other than that, I so thank you for your time and everything that we talked about and really appreciate everything that you do out there, Diana. So thank you so much. Thank you, Craig. And thank you to everyone who stuck with us through this. I hope you enjoyed it. Yeah. Thank you, guys. And that was Diana Williams, CEO of the West Valley Warner Center Chamber of Commerce. I hope you found the conversation as interesting as I did. It's always great to dive into the mind of such an influential leader like Diana. There were certainly a number of nuggets there, and I think you'd have to agree. Her approach to running the chamber is only superseded by her high energy and friendly persona. Thanks again, Diana, for your time and sharing all of your great thoughts with our listeners. If you'd like to find out more about what Diana and the West Valley Warner Center Chamber of Commerce have to offer or want to connect with her, check out the show notes for more details. Thanks so much for listening to the show this week. To learn more about this episode or hear previous episodes, check out the show notes at www.fpainc.com slash podcast. And if you like today's show, please do us a favor and share it with your friends. We'd really appreciate getting the word out there. And you can subscribe wherever you get your podcast from. And while you're there, please do give us a review. Again, we'd really appreciate that. You can also write to us at podcast at fpainc.com. And if you want to send us a tweet, our handle on Twitter is at F-P-A-I-N-C. I'm Craig Pollock, and you've been listening to the FPA Business Before Technology podcast. And remember, with FPA, it's always about business before technology. Take care. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.